the Carolina Outdoors is now in session. Come aboard. We're going to be traveling down this information train, and hopefully, hopefully, you will be enticed to take on your adventure and along the way learn a little something about the outdoors and what's going on in our community and in our country. Of course, it's Memorial Day weekend for those that are joining us via the airwaves of WBT Radio as we blast up and down the eastern seaboard uh, early on a Saturday morning. Of course, uh, others are joining us via podcast. We welcome everyone aboard, and we're going to talk a little bit later on in the program about Memorial Day and about that weekend and and what it is about. But let's recognize what's happening outdoors right now. Uh, A lot of people will be hitting our area lakes uh, surrounding the Charlotte area, and we wish them all safety. Uh, But the other thing that's going on is we're on a countdown, the countdown for the end of of delayed harvest fishing. We talk about it frequently here on the program, and it's really because over at Jesse Brown's, the company that helps power the Carolina Outdoors program, fly fishing is a big deal, and the delayed harvest waters of North Carolina enable the promotion and success for people entering and enjoying the sport of fly fishing. If you're just joining the program, this is your first time hearing about it, North Carolina in the early 1990s brought in the Delayed Harvest Program to help promote people to get out and enjoy trout fishing and recreational fishing. They bring aboard and stock many streams and rivers that would not carry trout uh, throughout the year. Throughout the warmer months, trout require cooler water, colder water to survive. And with the delayed harvest, many of the streams end up being a little bit closer. So why do I say that and what does delayed harvest mean? It means from October 1st to the first Saturday in June. So we have about one week left or so of catch and release fishing. There are some restrictions, artificial lures. You can't keep the fish, obviously. But what happens that first Saturday in June and why are we tick-tocking until this end date is because at that time, first Saturday in June, you can keep the fish. You can keep them, and uh, people will be keeping them, and and people who are taking home a fresh trout to eat will be enjoying that. Don't worry. uh, the, The fishing can and will still be good, even though the harvest does begin, and the state still supports the streams. In fact, the Uh, designation hatchery supported uh, is what delayed harvest falls under and many in of of the trout streams in North Carolina will continue to be stocked and you can go up and catch and if you'd like keep a certain amount of fish for more information on that of course ncwildlife.org or contact the team over at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, and we'll share the information that we have. You do need a valid North Carolina fishing license, fishing license, everyone, so, uh, before you head out there. Bill Barty is my name. I'm your host here on the Carolina Outdoors. TJ is across the way, uh, saluting with a hearty salute from the other side. We're going to talk about good news. We're going to talk about bad news. Uh, just so that you're keeping up. And, and the bad news, I should I should make a clarification there. We hear a lot of the bad news, the, the, the red meat politics through the week, Monday through Friday here, at least via WBT. But here on the weekend, 
on a Saturday morning, we like to uh, inform a little bit and talk about what's going on. So here are some predictions. Uh, Matthew Capucci had this in the Washington Post. There are experts predicting the summer weather across the United States. And as I look at TJ over there, TJ, can you imagine what the prediction would be? You don't even have to put up the microphone. You can just guess what summer uh, weather may look like. I'm going to go with uh, hot (laughs) and sweaty. You pretty much got it. I will put this out there. Um, And, of course, a hot, humid summer doesn't exactly require a crystal ball, Capucci writes. But there is a bit of agreement and disagreement about what's going to be coming forward for us this summer. And uh, meteorologists oftentimes look at different forecasts and what's going to what's going to be happening. And meteorologists are anticipating above average temperatures and above average rainfall in parts of the eastern and yes, southern United States. Near normal conditions are going to be uh, in the plains and intermountain west, but of course, with our eastern and southern focus. We're going to talk about the different weather services that brought this together, what they disagree with, and what they possibly agree with. Uh, The National Weather Service Climate Prediction Center um, and AccuWeather, um, a private forecasting company, um, are predicting this above-average temperature and rainfall. But Weather.com, a competitor, is hewing toward a cooler-than-average start to the summer for the southern U.S., and they've got a more aggressive stance on the role that, here it is, the burgeoning El Nino pattern will play. So regardless of that disagreement, go ahead and jump in there, TJ. It's going to be spicy. (laughs) It is going to be spicy for sure, regardless of how the summer shapes up. There are going to be a few staples of summertime that are guaranteed and that is hard to disagree with. Large thunderstorm complexes, of course, as we have here in the south, but they also have in the plains, Midwest. Um, They're going to increase tropical concerns in vulnerable parts of the southeast and along the eastern seaboard. So here are the highlights that stood out between the different weather services that are in agreement. Chilly water temperatures off the Pacific coast and soggy soils in California are going to delay the arrival of the brutal heat for the west coast. The Pacific Northwest is looking hotter and drier than normal. The plains and Midwest will see the eventual emergence of above average temperatures, above average temperatures, that means it's going to be hot, again in the plains and Midwest. The jury is out for the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, where the varying forecast enterprises all have different opinions. But here's our part. I saved the best for last. Cooler weather is likely over the southern United States for the month of June. Okay. The reason of this is due to the position of key weather systems influenced by the budding El Nino that we mentioned before. While many expect El Nino or La Nina to be a main driver in summer weather over the lower 48, the El Nino Southern Oscillation has its biggest impact in wintertime, not the summer. So we're expecting June to be cooler, but trade-off, July and August, 
hotter. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> There's a lot of predicting going on for what we know is going to happen. Hey, we've had a great spring so far. I mean, we don't. I feel like we don't normally have a spring that lasts this long. That's, so. And so that fits. I mean, I know it's not quite June at the taping of the Carolina Outdoors thus far, but what you're talking about does fit this model of the beginnings of a cool June. The, I mean, it's cool, cooler now. Right. And that will continue for the month of June. But we'll get to pay that piper later, as all of us Southern folks already know. Right. Plan yeah. some indoor activities for July and August. <laughs> it, that is, well, hey, wait. This is the Carolina oh, uh, Outdoors. The Carolina hey, Indoors. Hey, that's a different the, show. <laughs> that is a different show. If you're listening to us via the airways of WBT, we go hope that you'll tune in. Saturday morning, Sunday morning, pardon me, Sunday morning, 7 a.m. for Carolina Focus. We have a bit of a segment that's going to pop up on there. It is our talk uh, with the Cradle of Forestry. And if you missed that via the airwaves, you can hear it on the Carolina Focus program again Sunday morning at 7 a.m. on WBT and its sister stations. And no fear, you can also pick it up via podcast. Highlights of the Carolina Outdoors, where this segment will reside, that segment will reside in any segments that you've heard in the past and want to check back out, or maybe you just missed them. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We're going to talk about wildlife. Believe it or not, in the springtime, wildlife in the outdoors is something that's happening. We're going to find out about people meeting this wildlife and what we can do about it. He's TJ. I'm Bill Barchi. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors. <laughs> 